Hello, this is Susan Marie, and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Gratitude is an emotion expressing appreciation for what one has. It is a recognition of value independent of monetary worth, spontaneously generated from within. It's an affirmation of goodness. Humility is to recognize your value and others' value. It's recognizing there are far greater things in ourselves at play. It's knowing we humans are created to operate far greater than we are and striving towards that in a simple way. To be humble is to serve others for their good as well as your own and have a realistic appreciation of your strengths but also of your weaknesses. Being humble is a virtue. Thankfulness is feeling or showing gratitude and being pleased and grateful for what we have. Today, I wish to speak with you about cultivating gratitude, humility, and thankfulness. Lately, I've not been practicing any of these things. Temporary annoying things have been occurring in my life. Things like my printer head failing on an expensive industrial printer, my hard drive beginning to fail, my landline suddenly not holding voice messages, which means I am not getting essential communication. I even ordered new checks. They came printed with my last name on them twice, and I really need them, and they had to be returned. My counseling degree is now at a point where it's so stressful and my entire time is spent on that and not on things that keep me grounded and centered like this podcast, creative writing, art, and nature. I've not been able to do any of these things for a while and add work and there you go. Even as I was doing this podcast, my whole computer froze and I thought, okay, whoever has a voodoo dolly of me and is sticking pins in it, please stop. So why are these things bothering me? Simple. Lack of gratitude, humility, and thankfulness. Can you think of things occurring in your life that spin you out of control, annoy you, put you into a non-mindful mindset? I bet you can. So how did I get out of that mindset? I refocused my thinking to recognize that I had the money to get a new printer. And at a later time, I will fix the printer head. And that I have the technical education to take apart my hard drive and fix it. And when my operating system started freezing just now, I got up, walked away, and did something else. And now it's fine. It was probably a script error. And all the other small, annoying things were just temporary because I was able to fix them. They are of the past and will occur again, these instances, because such is life. So instead of becoming annoyed with every little thing, I focused on being grateful, thankful, and humble for what I did have, what I am able to do, instead of what I did not have, and what is out of my control. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life. In positive psychology, gratitude is strongly and consistent consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. People feel and express gratitude in multiple ways. They can apply to the past, like retrieving positive memories and being thankful for elements of childhood or past blessings, or in the present, not taking good fortune for granted as it comes, and even the future, maintaining a hopeful and optimistic attitude. Regardless of the inherent or current level of someone's gratitude, 
It's a quality that we can cultivate further. Gratitude is a way for us to appreciate what we have instead of always reaching for something new in the hope it will make us happier, thinking we can't feel satisfied until every physical or material need is met. Gratitude helps us refocus on what we have instead of what we lack. You can make yourself happier and nurture your relationship with another person by expressing your thanks and appreciation of that person's impact in your life. In turn, thanking yourself is a massive step to self-love and recognition of your own role in your own happiness and well-being. Five simple ways to cultivate gratitude include one, keeping a journal, which is always healthy. For example, writing down the positive things that occurred throughout your day help you focus on the good instead of the temporary negative things that occur. Two, the old saying, count your blessings, is integral. As humans, we are far too focused on what we do not have or are striving to get instead of focusing on the here and now, being mindful and appreciating all the good things we do have and are gifted with. Reflecting on what went right or what you are grateful for keeps your conscious mind in the present moment instead of ruminating on the past or thinking about the future. For example, right now, I have shelter, food, water. I'm recording this podcast. I have internet connection, technology, and the means to communicate. I am healthy. My family and loved ones are healthy. And today is one day I have all to myself. Three, your space. I am a magnet addict. And my refrigerator is literally covered with sayings, magnets, pamphlets, artwork, all kinds of positive healing messages that I look at every day. It may not seem like a big deal, but it is. Every time I see the fridge, I am reminded of gratefulness, mindfulness, and I am thankful. So your space, this is important. Surround yourself with clean, healthy space, plants, artwork, whatever is pleasing to you. Keep your space clear and free from stagnant energy and clutter for prayer which means something different for everyone. It can be going to a public prayer service, lighting candles, meditating, getting into nature, reading, lovemaking, doing something creative, cooking, helping others, engaging in a healing modality such as Reiki, yoga, Tai Chi, and physical activity. Endless possibilities for prayer, which is up to you, but it does help to cultivate gratitude. Five, meditation. Mindfulness meditation involves focusing on the present moment without judgment. There's no right or wrong way to meditate. No matter who tells you there is, there is not. Again, like prayer, forms you choose to meditate are up to you. And meditation is simply bringing your focus into the here and now without judgment of what you think or feel. Rather, allowing those thoughts to pass by like clouds do and being embodied, meaning feeling your human self your physical body, without giving energy to anything you think and feel, just allowing the moment to simply be. I cannot stress enough how essential meditation and mindfulness is to your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. The Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley, in a paper titled The Science of Gratitude, outlines several benefits to gratitude, including increased happiness and positive mood, more satisfaction with life, less materialistic, less likely to experience burnout, better physical health, better sleep, less fatigue, becoming more resilient, and encourages the development of patience, humility, and wisdom. Gratitude disconnects us from toxic and negative emotions and the ruminating that accompanies them. When we are in a state of ingratitude, we experience states of excessive sense of self-importance, arrogance, vanity, an unquenchable need for admiration and approval, and a sense of entitlement. Biologically, every time a person expresses or receives gratitude, 
dopamine releases in the brain. So when a person expresses or receives gratitude and dopamine releases, it makes a connection between that behavior and feeling good. So the more a person practices gratitude, the more often dopamine releases. I have a simple demonstration you can do anywhere, anytime. In the podcast references, I included the full practice for it goes much deeper than what I'm explaining here. But the Nikon reflection exercise, as well as a Japanese psychotherapy technique, was developed by Yoshimoto Ishin, a Japanese Shin Buddhist. Nikon is Japanese for inside looking, introspection, or seeing oneself with the mind's eye. And it's a self-reflection method developed in Japan. The entire exercise takes about 10 minutes to complete. Anyone can do this. The process involves reflecting on the following three questions while focusing one's attention on a particular person in time. Are you ready? One, what did this person give to me? So that is the giving aspect. Two, what did I return to this person? That's the receiving aspect. And three, what trouble did I cause this person? That's the hurting aspect. Okay, now I just did this. And in my case, when I ask, what did this person give to me? I think of my son who listens to me without judgment and trusts me in decisions. So he is giving me acceptance, something we all need. Then I ask, what did I return to this person? As of late, I've been in a terrible frame of mind. So here's a place where I need to look at myself and recognize that displacement of emotion, that projection, and cease doing that. Be mindful and appreciative. Tell him thank you. Lastly, I ask, what trouble did I cause this person? More stress. That's what I caused. He's going through an extensive dual degree, and I added to that. Doing this reflection helps to grow feelings of gratitude and appreciation for my son. It allowed me to discover how much I take versus give. These questions provide a foundation for reflecting on relationships and on ourselves to search for a more realistic view of our conduct and of the give and take which has occurred. These are all simple, clear descriptions of reality. Often we take such things for granted. We hurry through our day giving little attention to all the little things we're receiving, but these things, are they really little? It only seems so because we're being supported and our attention is elsewhere. But when we run out of gas or lose our glasses or something, these little things become big things and suddenly we realize their importance. As we list what we receive from another person, we are grounded in the simple reality of how we have been supported and cared for. In many cases, we may be surprised at the length or importance of such a list and a deeper sense of gratitude and appreciation may be naturally stimulated. Without a conscious shift of attention to the smaller ways in which the world supports us, we risk our attention being trapped by only problems and obstacles, leaving us to linger in suffering and self-pity. As human beings, we possess a heartfelt desire to know ourselves and find meaning in our lives, and we have the capacity to do so. We may be the only creatures in the universe who can reflect on ourselves. We can observe our own thoughts and feelings and recall the actions and events of the past like we're observing ourselves in a mirror. This capacity for self-reflection holds the key to our freedom while at the same time resides in the roots of suffering. A sincere examination of ourselves, it's not an easy task. It requires attention to what has not been attended to. It involves a willingness to squarely face our mistakes, failure, and weakness. It requires us to acknowledge our transgressions and actions which have caused difficulty to others. But it's necessary for progression and for being your most authentic self. Now, these everyday instances are a part of being human, the human condition. And it's normal to fall out of a place of gratitude. What is not healthy is to 
stay in such places. But our greatest sages were just like us, as seen here with Walt Whitman from Leaves of Grass. I think I could turn and live with animals. They are so placid and self-contained. I stand and look at them long and long. They do not sweat and whine about their condition. They do not lie awake in the dark and weep for their sins. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. Not one is dissatisfied. Not one is demented with the mania of owning things. Not one kneels to another nor to his kind that lived thousands of years ago. Not one is respectable or, or unhappy over the whole earth. And Jack Kerouac from Dharma Bums. I see a vision of a great rucksack revolution. Thousands or even millions of young Americans wandering around with rucksacks, going up to mountains to pray, making children laugh and old men glad, making young girls happy and old girls happier. All of them Zen lunatics who go about writing poems that happen to appear in their heads for no reason, and also by being kind and also by strange, unexpected acts, keep giving visions of eternal freedom to every and to all living creatures and Tolstoy from the Emperor's Three Questions. Remember that there's only one important time and that is now. The present moment is the only time over which we have dominion. The most important person is always the person you are with who is right before you for who knows if you will have dealings with any other person in the future. The most important pursuit is is making the person standing at your side happy, for that alone is a pursuit of life. And lastly, from Jack Cornfield, with gratitude I remember the people, animals, plants, insects, creatures of the sky and sea, air and water, fire and earth, all whose joyful exertion blesses my life every day. With gratitude I remember the care and labor of a thousand generations of elders and ancestors who came before me. I offer my gratitude for the safety and well-being I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the blessing of this earth I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the family and friends I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the community I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the teachings and lessons I have been given. And I offer my gratitude for the life I have been given. Please join me next time for more interesting discussions and check out the last episode on Facing Your Shadow Self.